Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post podcast. I'm back. I'm producer Ross, and joining me as always is everyone else. Uh, Colin, thank you for taking over last week. No problem. Did you have fun? It was. Um, <laughs> big shoes to fill. Um, but hopefully uh, all the listeners out there weren't too disappointed. Yeah. But ba- back quite... to normal now. Yeah. Tough. You stuck with me now. So um, Adam's here. Adam's been living life like it's the 90s again, having a mobile phone all week. I mean, I had a phone in the 90s as well. Could play, could play Snake. <laughs> uh, Tom's with us. He celebrated a birthday this week. Yeah, How's another week one. Been, Tom? Too many now. Too many birthdays. <laughs> He's really cheery about it. Yeah. Uh, James is with us. He's back from a uh, Ibiza reunion weekend and sounding like he's been there as well. Um, I'm fine. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> what what day Rexa. is it, James? Huh? What day is it? Oh, to be honest, I did think it was Saturday when I woke up. I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely thought it was Saturday. <laughs> and Greg's with us back from his uh, 15-hour trip on a coach yesterday. Right. <laughs> Everyone's in brilliant moods. So let's kick off with uh, England beating Montenegro 4-1 at Wembley. Uh, Adam, you were there. I was there, yeah. How was the atmosphere? Yeah, it was good. Um... Was it electric? People slag off the England band, but when you're actually at Wembley, it's actually quite, it is actually quite good. <laughs> it's annoying when you're watching it on TV, but yeah, but so is Andy Townsend. So <laughs> yeah, swings and roundabouts. He wasn't there, so either. So that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> How was Andros Townsend? Um, he was all right. I, I thought England as a whole were, were pretty good. Um, yeah. Passed the ball around nicely. Um, kept possession. Um, Played some good football. Uh, they they struggled to carve Montenegro open. Mm. Um, a little bit wasteful with some chances, considering we won four one. But all in all, I thought it was a good display. Um, I thought the selection of Townsend was a bit strange. Um, I couldn't understand why Ross Barkley wasn't in the starting lineup. What what formation did England play? Because Looking at it, it's like a four-three-three. Yeah, that was why it was strange, because it it was a four-four-three, and four-three-three. Sorry, four-four-three is one of uh, Collins' formations. So it <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke there. Sorry. But yeah, Townsend's a proper out-and-out winger. Did he play in the middle of the park? Um, um, no, he played out. Pl- it was is it more to me to a four-four-two with Welbeck and Townsend on the wing. No, but what, what... I came across on the television. That, yeah, when you were actually there, um, it was. I could see how it would look like. Perhaps it was would even better be described as perhaps being played as a um, a four two four, because I thought know. it was more of a four two three one. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, because Welbeck was was definitely reluctantly playing out wide left, 
and um, sometimes swapping about with with um, with Sturridge, the, the front three, if there was a front three, were were quite fluid in that way. Yes, um, but Townsend was definitely playing on the, on the right. Um, definitely, uh, he was coming inside a little bit, but he definitely wasn't playing central. He was definitely playing playing right and he was was playing further back than the the three up top um, right, okay. I think it, it, it was a strange it was a, a strange personnel decision because obviously Wayne Rooney is, is England's best striker yeah um, he can't Roy Hodgson can't be seen at the moment to not be playing Daniel Sturridge because of the form he's in yeah and he really likes Danny Welbeck so he just decided to pick them all. wasn't wasn't willing to make a hard decision. <laughs> yeah, so they just play them all. Because I, I think in fact that the formation actually slightly um, held Townsend back because it, I think it made him re- less reluctant to be forward thinking because he he knew that if he he was too far forward, there was there was every danger of getting caught short and. Mm. Especially in the first half, Montenegro were really playing that way. They were looking to soak up pressure and try and hit England on the break. And a couple of times, they didn't get that far far away. There was one absolutely appalling pass from an England player. I forget who it was. Straight to a Montenegro player where they they nearly caught us on the break. It was just their lack of um, willing to commit players forward. Um, right. As soon as England scored in the second half, well, that changed <laughs> outlook because they they needed to win the game to keep their their qualification hopes alive. How was um, seeing uh, Stefan Jovetic in the flesh? Is he a wonderful player to watch? Um, I wouldn't say that any Montenegro player really impressed me at all during the game. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought they were quite poor, really. Colin, you're big team England. How did you think it? When is this a World Cup winning team? I, I mean, I thought it was intriguing because, um, as has already been intimated by the guys already, no one saw Andros Townsend coming. Um, I, I was listening for for all his sins. I was listening to to Ron Atkinson before the game, and uh, they were well, trying to get out of the Big Brother house. Yeah. <laughs> or house because he can't be on TV. <laughs> no, he. <laughs> He's on the, uh, the the William Hill podcast that I had a run in with earlier in the season, <laughs> and, and uh, they were trying to look at which team which team England put out. And he said, you know, the guy in form is Andros Townsend. You know, just 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 saying. And I thought, yeah, 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 whatever, Ron. Um, anyway, he got it spot on. And I think what Roy's done is he's picked in form players because uh, it takes a lot of bottle to drop Jack Wilshire, who's the sort of the next big thing for England um, for for a guy and just put him in for his, his debut as well. So, um, I mean, just a few stats as well. I mean, and first of all, a lot of people are probably thinking, well, Montenegro, they're no great shakes. But the FIFA rankings put them only 10 places below England. So that this, it was no gimme. Um, and they had 10 men behind the ball until England scored and then they had to sort of fight back. Um, but England had 27 shots, so that's, on average, one every sort of three or four minutes, uh, 12 on target. You, you can't really complain about that, can you? Uh, no, it sounds like a fairly decent performance. That's the first time we've beaten Montenegro, isn't it? I think 
Did it three draws previously? Um, yeah, I believe so. What did they go a decent team? Like, yeah. As Colin said, and they've only been a country for six years. Yeah. Or at least a football playing country. And I, I think it's something like they've progressed something like 170 odd places up the FIFA rankings in that time. Jesus Christ. And, and it's not as if they started playing football six years ago. They did have football <laughs> players before then. Yeah. And and we, we mentioned Jovetic, but he, he's cost Man City £22 million this season. Mm. How many England players would you say are £22 million players? Just to put it in perspective. Uh, well, how much money would you pay for 34-year-old Frank Lampard, Colin? <laughs> £25 million. I'd, I'd get him on a free. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was really impressed. I mean, everybody knows I banged the drum for England. But um, I know there'll still be a lot of people out there saying that England got a huge amount to do. But, you know, in England, every, look, the, the FA have given up on England. They say that we're not going to win it. Glenn Hoddle's given up. Lineker's given up. Everybody's beating up on England. But I'm not being funny. I mean, I do honestly believe that if England can keep injury free with their best players... I tell you, there's not England. There's not a million. There's not a Don't million miles. It. There's not a million miles wrong with that England team. It's not. It's not the greatest, but it's it's quite a good team. Hmm. Okay. Um, Jack Welsh has had quite a week, hasn't he? Greg, you got some thoughts on uh, some of the comments he's made this week? I think he's just been on the back of some uh, lazy journalism. In hmm. what he said is. You know, abide by FA guidelines because under the Home Nations Agreement, nationalised players are actually banned. So there's nothing wrong with what he said, and it's just a storm in a teacup as far as I'm concerned. Well, and he, I haven't read any of the transcripts. Um, I've just seen what was said, was just seen what has been said, and it's all it's made out to look like, like he said, you you have to be born in England to play for England, sort of thing. And and that and that is racist, like that. And he said that he's saying that he's being racist. But what he, what he apparently he didn't uh, he didn't say those words. And by, by I think he's spot on with what he's saying. In that, if you're English, then you should play for England. Not and that doesn't mean you have to be born here. So like players like Zaha who have come, yeah, who came when they were ten, but they've Sterling. You know, they've Sterling who've been educated in England, who grew up in England, who lived in English culture, um, and then, and, and most importantly, in the, on the mass, played their football in England. You know, this is where they developed their talent. This is where they became. This is where mm. they've gone up the, the the rankings to 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 play at the level they are now. And the difference between that and a guy come in who's played in Belgium. And come yeah. over. I, I'm yeah, okay. Fine. Wilshire wasn't talking about this guy, but he clearly was. <laughs> yeah, um, well, not, not directly. But, but... He, he's he's just come. He's come over to England to develop his footballing career. He came yeah. here to play for Man United, not you know, England. He, England, exactly. <laughs> and and so we sh- he shouldn't he shouldn't play for us. And everyone, I like how everyone's just assuming that he'd pick England. If I was him, I wouldn't <laughs> exactly. choose to play for England. <laughs> why would, why would, would you choose bottom. against Belgium? The yeah. way they're going. Uh, but yeah, Tom, like you say, why, why would he pick England of all the teams that he could possibly play for? Isn't he waiting for Kosovo to become an international 
footballing country. Yeah, yeah. good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, that could be an issue, but I can see why he's he would he, he'd struggle to get into the Belgian team in a minute, wouldn't he? I think they just wanted to give him a cap in a competitive game. Ah, oh, just to just to say he's ours. Mm. But the he thing is, no. you, you don't know how good he's going to be. He's, he's had one full game. Or yeah, he was pretty great games, in the first half of the game. Looked, he was it? played well. I mean, there's been loads of people that have been like, the next big thing and then just faded into nothingness. Mm. I'm not saying he could be one of those players. He's obviously got talent, but you never know how good a player is going to be until they've had a, at least a couple of seasons at top yeah. level. Well, Adam, you're our Spanish correspondent. Aren't Spain trying to sign up Diego Costa? Mm. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're nearly done. Yeah, they just want to get him signed up to play for an international, a, a proper registered game don't they rather than a, a friendly because that's all he's played for Brazil currently yeah he's played two friendlies for Brazil yeah um, Brazil kind of had their hands tied behind their back because they don't have any competitive games to play <laughs> no they're kind of screwed in this bit yeah so <laughs> they can't do the metaphorical pissing on him to muck their territory they have to kind of just say just please don't play for Spain and you'll get called up to the World Cup squad and we'll play you but Scolari doesn't seem to like um like picking them up, and I had a um, a, a brief conversation with um, Fernando Duarte on Twitter. Yeah, talking about him, and he says that he doesn't think that he's going to get get a call, any sort of call up to to stop him joining Spain. That Brazil have kind of given up on him. Is it? Is he? Would he be? Would he play regular for Spain as the main striker? Would you? That's the thing. You never know, do you? Because. They don't play uh, a striker after time. It could be done they? on any sort of form. It, like Tom said, there could be no striker. There could be Soldado, uh, Negredo, Villa. Lorente. Yeah. Torres, Lorente. They've got options. <laughs> yeah, not bad options either. And if Brazil, he's only got to get ahead of Fred, really, as that main, <laughs> and, which isn't as difficult compared to like, <laughs> no, it shouldn't Spanish be. strikers. No. But but I don't I think this could set a really dangerous precedent, especially what Spain are doing, because surely the thing that makes international football refreshing and different to Champions League or Premier League or whichever league mm. is that you don't have a choice. You you can't pick and choose the best team. You you just get what you're given. So if you're Gareth Bale, you you're playing for Wales. You know if you're George Best, you're playing for Northern Ireland. And you know oh. what? There's, there's something inside me that says you know what? I mean. I, I, I do want English guys to play for England, and and if hey, and if we haven't got the quality, then you know what, tough shit. You know what I mean? We're we're stuck with what we've got. Um, well, they raised an interesting point on um, yeah. So say Football Weekly said, why not just do a, a Premier League eleven against a La Liga eleven against a Serie A eleven against the Bundesliga eleven? If you want to play, if you want to see foreign players playing representing your country in yeah. some sort of football game, why not do that? Colin, as you said, there was there is this isn't a precedent being set by Spain. They, it's something they've they've already done it before. They've already had um, they had um, Marcus Senna playing central midfield for them. Mm. He he's not he wasn't Spanish. Other countries have have done it. Italy do it all the time. Yeah, but Daniel Osvaldo beyond, plays for Italy and he can't speak Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beyond that, um, Alberto De Stefano the. Real Madrid legend. He he played for Argentina, Colombia, <laughs> and Spain, <laughs> and still never went to a World Cup. Yeah, as Thomas was putting our chat, Germany. Most of their team is what 
born in uh, Polish or Ghana, Poland, or... Turkey. Yeah, <laughs> it, it happens that, all over. It seems to be a massive problem in this country. There's a difference between the Spanish player with the German players, though, because they are um, they're they're German through one way or another. None, I don't think, to the best of my knowledge, any of them have been naturalised. I think they even have joint passports, don't some they? sort of German parent or were born in Germany. But yeah. it, it's Colin. It's so difficult. To, how do you define define nationality? Well, well, that is a difficult problem. And the thing is, I, I don't understand how this has gone under the radar. But I think England themselves have set a precedent because does does nobody remember John Barnes? John John Barnes was born in Jamaica. He came to mm. the UK. He came to England when he was twelve. And he was playing for England when he was 20. So he'd only spent eight years in England. And he was, you know, he played for England. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, still, it's a bit different with the fact that he came when he was 12. Yeah, I agree with James. But, so yeah. no, but Colin, I, I'm generally intrigued. How would you define, like, because you're there saying that, that you, if, if we haven't got the players and got the players, you want international football to be different. How, how would you set the rule? How would you define it? I'm going to contradict myself. My 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 going in position would be to play for England, the England international football team. Let's not get onto cricket. England international football team. Okay, you have to either be born in England, or one of your parents has to be English slash British. So you'd only go you'd only go parents, even though the rule at the moment is grandparents. I, I would go parents. Yeah. I, okay. I would go parents. However, I agree that John Barnes should have played for England. But you have you end up with some odd situations there that you can claim nationality for no real reason. I give, give like examples of um, well, my, my girlfriend, her parents are Greek Cypriot and Irish, and she was born in England. So, w- which nationalities would she be able to play for? She could take a choice, couldn't she? Um, if her parents are Greek, Greek and Cypriot, no, just oh, well, Cypriot would be the answer. Sorry, Cypriot. But, yeah. So, so she could play for Cyprus, but she was born in England. Yeah, yeah. So she could play for England. Um, so my mum was born in Singapore, <coughs> but both her parents are English. She was only in Singapore. She has no memory of being in Singapore. But by your your logic, she would be able to play for Singapore. That seems a bit. Is she good enough, though? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a difficult one. I'm, I'm not saying that I know the answer, but I think what you've got to use is a little bit of common sense. So, for example, um, if, if you're asking me, do I think that Janice I should be allowed to play for England after five years being here? When he, To be honest, what's happened is he was at Anderlecht. He's been tapped up by Manchester United, as Manchester United and all the other big English clubs do. They reach 16, sign him up, put him in the academy. Some of them make it, some of them don't. So that's what's happened to him. Um, I'd say no. No, I'd say five years isn't enough. If you look at the John Barnes scenario where he's spent eight years, but he has got a link, a more stronger link to to England and the United Kingdom and Great Britain because there's that relationship there with the Commonwealth. Jamaica is a Commonwealth country. His uh, first language is English. Um, There's a, a sort of similar standards and, and living in Jamaica as there is in, in 
in England. You know, you've got the same make, state in the Queen. You're making uh, it sound, Colin, like if you've once worn a bowler hat, you can play for England. <laughs> he's English, he's worn a bowler hat. <laughs> but I, 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 with the whole parents thing and, and, and grandparents thing being able to play for a country because of that, on, on that, on that basis, I could play for um, Republic of Ireland because yeah. my, my grand's Irish, but I've only been there fucking once. Sorry, take sorry the language. I've only take been, I've only been there once. So whereas the people like players like Sterling who have lived in England or you know sort of grown up in England, mm. they 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 should have more right to play for England. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, if, I, you know, I, know. I, I still can't. And, put and that's the current the current home nations agreement isn't that you have to be born in England or if you don't you can play for England without English England. English blood, shall we say, or as long as you've spent five years in England before the age of 18. Mm. Yeah. But it's just out of interest, as it currently stands, prior to Raheem Sterling being called up to the 23 squad, all 23 players were English-born. Mm. I'd still call up our tether, though, to be honest. You can't. Can't. We went through this debacle when every... Me, every all the media, British media, were really wanting to call to call um, Arteta up to the squad, and they didn't realise that he wasn't actually eligible for England. Well, no, he got, is. He, he is had, eligible had, for England. No, he's not. He is eligible for England. No, no. Aren't you given a Great British passport, which covers all of the home nations? And but the, the he is, he is eligible to play for England. We just have to um, tear up the home nations agreement. Yeah, let's do it. Really, if we're going to annoy Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland, <laughs> I haven't got a problem with that. No, never mind. Same as if they wanted to call... If Scotland wanted to call up Arteta. Go ahead. Scotland tried to get Wayne Rooney. They did, yeah. Well, Bertie, Bertie Vokes tried to get him. And it sounds... Bit of a was, clown, so. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like another one of Jack Wilshere's classic planks to me. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well, let's move on. We've all got different opinions anyway. Uh, what should we talk about next? There was some English league football this weekend. Greg, you went all the way to Plymouth and back. Oh, it was horrible. Such <laughs> a long defense. journey. They need to invest in the... a motorway. <laughs> I mean, a the journey... for that first goal, Greg. Oh, don't, don't get started. <laughs> There's a reason we got him from non-league. Yeah. <laughs> Try going, getting up at quarter to five in the morning. And travelling, you know, five hours on the coach, and then he does that in the first <laughs> twenty minutes. Christ, I, I didn't even get angry or shout or thought. I just sat there and thought, "This is brilliant." I'm really glad I came. This is worth it. Yeah, but it was it was shoddy. He was a, he was bad all game. Who is this you're talking about? Uh, Yasin Mutakil. Oh yes. Um, he sounds a lot like um a James Bond film. <laughs> Kill, but um, what was he? What was he trying to do? Do you think? Do you think he was trying to? Don't know. Was he He trying to test it back to the keeper? Yeah, that's what the commentators claims. But his body position wasn't facing the keeper, so I don't know how he thought he was going to get it back there. (laughs) I I, at the game, I thought that he was trying to test it back. Then I watched the highlights say, and it looks like it's just hit him. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't react to the ball coming at him. It was just uh, every time we got the ball, we either passed out a play or to a Plymouth player. Oh, I thought I could do a better job. 
<laughs> wasn't the most annoying. The most annoying thing about the game for me was Sky's overuse of two specific sentences. One, they mentioned that it was a dockyard derby every five minutes. I don't think any <laughs> Pompey fan views Pompey Plymouth as a derby. I, I, I like it. <laughs> and then if, if the other, whilst they weren't talking about it being a dockyard derby, they mentioned that the uh, two managers played together at Sheffield Wednesday about 20 years ago. They must, must have said that about 50 times in the whole show. Any link they can. Did yeah. they mention you were in the FA Cup a few years ago? Or um, you were in the Well, the words AC Milan. They did, yeah. They did mention <laughs> that. Of course they did. Um, I, t- I even tried to watch this game because that's how depressed I was that there was no football on. But, um, how long did you last? Well, about five minutes. <laughs> I, I saw the goal. That was one of the things that made me stop watching. But the main, my main issue was that at non-league grounds, the, the, um, the stands are too low, so the camera's too low down. So it gives you a really weird camera view. They're not non-league, Adam. Non-league grounds. <laughs> We're still <laughs> league. <laughs> well, I, have the, I have the complete, well, the same issue, but on the, on the flip side, with the, the camera at White Hart Lane, it's too high. It gives you a complete wrong view of that game. What's it's the, like what's on the, the old Fevers when you could choose Tower Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out what the optimal height of a TV camera is. Who ever played with a different camera angle on FIFA? I know. <laughs> I like Tower Cam. I was what a big fan of Tower Cam that? back in the day. Remember when it used to be on the diagonal? You probably don't remember that. You're too young. You could... Oh, my God. What, what FIFA was that? Russ, the earliest one I can remember is 99. Uh, 96. 97. Uh, 97. Oh, no, I can't the remember. Arena. Oh. Superb. Classic. Was 96 the one where you yes, could play the indoor, I remember the indoor arena one. <laughs> Brilliant. I think that was my first one as well. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one where you could play five-a-side, Russ? Was that 96? I think that must have been 97, yeah. What, indoors? Yeah. Yeah, that was six-a-side indoor football off the wall. Brilliant. Bring that back. Yeah, bring it back. Stop putting it under FIFA Street. Just bring it back as normal FIFA. Yeah. Well, that's... Russ, come on. <laughs> Uh, we've digressed ever slightly. Uh, yeah. Pompey scored a goal in this game. Jed Wallace. A goal. We did equalise. Uh, Jed Wallace. It, it's a lovely finish. He took it well. He's very good in front of goal. He keeps his head. A lot of other players at that level in that situation would have just blazed it over the bar because they had too much time to think about it. But he, he got his head up, picked his spot. And, Is he uh, top, top scorer in the league? He's, he's got four. Um, he's third top scorer, scorer in the league. He's got four goals. Three of them in his last three. He's a very good footballer. He's got. He's technically very good as well, and I'm starting to get a bit worried. <laughs> yeah, January. We need him to have a couple of bad games at the end of the, at the end of December. <laughs> Maybe get an injury out for a couple of weeks. Just yeah, so we've got him for the rest of the season. Just be yeah. out, out for the whole month of January. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, he scored a wonderful goal. Was it the week before? Against York, he scored from the halfway line. He uh, yeah beat five or six players and yeah. And he scored a nice goal with his left foot against um, Rochdale last week. And he's, he's looking a top player. And there's a, right, I've, got, I've got a question for James. John Marquis, is there any chance we can keep him? Have it, please. Yeah, I quite, <laughs> please do. He needs to put some shooting boots on, though. He, he works so hard. He's got he was, he was just having one of those games where you could, he, we could tell it wasn't going to go in for him. Yeah. But he still kept on working and working. He gets in alongside, alongside Black Messi up front. <laughs> it's actually taken off as a hashtag on Twitter now as well. Do you, do you guys uh, follow John Marquis on Twitter? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was the first. It was. It was the first time. I unfollowed the Millwall. I've, I've I followed them all now. I can't stand this reading their tweets. <laughs> but um, except Alan Dunn, I've got okay, Alan Dunn. Oh yeah. Um, you should but, try having to follow Johnny Heitinger. <laughs> Mark, this talks about is and with with is usually with, with some of the other players like Liam Trotter and Scott Malone. Now Nando's mm. this, Nando's that. We're going to Nando's. <laughs> we're going to Nando's. Nando's, 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 Nando's. Any FIFA in there as well? No, just Nando's. Oh, well, right. at, least, at least your fair choice keeper isn't asking topless women to tweet photos of them. <laughs> Playing that. As if John Sullivan hadn't done enough. <laughs> John Sullivan yeah. used to play for us. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. But he wasn't very good then either. Did he play, James? The best pompy player to follow is actually a bike. <laughs> if you follow Duncan the bike, who is right. Simon Ferry's bike, he's got Unreal banter. <laughs> oh, actually, they say stuff like bants. Football. Yeah. The Zed. Yeah. The Zed. Uh, yeah, the bants. Totes bants are training today's. Just like the Uggs that Marquis wore in. <laughs> I swear to God, he came in in a pair of in a pair of Uggs. This is a mere wall, and he's, <laughs> they're posting pictures of him in Uggs. Can't hack it. I had to get rid of him. Um, was there any sort of chance towards the uh, Plymouth goalie at all? He got absolutely annihilated when he yeah. came down the away end for a good half an hour, to which the Plymouth supporters started uh, cheering his name, singing about him, <laughs> clapping him, which is embarrassing, if you ask me. It really is. What happened? How many did he kill? Was it three? He killed two kids, drink driving. Yeah. yeah. No, he's back playing professional football. Uh, Ched Evans is released from prison in a few months as well. He's bound to get a team, isn't he? Well, Lee Hughes did. Yeah. There's been two managers sacked in the Football League this week. Colin, any more info on this? Yeah, um, well, the most recent one was uh, the Gillingham manager. They're uh, currently sitting 17th in League One. Uh, Martin Allen uh, has gone. Uh, he was he was doing quite well at Gillingham, I thought, um, but he's always been a bit of a fiery character. So I'm not sure if something's happened in the in the boardroom there. But I heard uh, in the podcast a couple of weeks back that he was picking his team based on how they performed in quiz nights. The night before games and stuff. Yeah, yeah I heard that as that, well. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah, he was. Yeah. They put he put him into teams and then gave him like little tasks and quizzes and saw who was like leading the groups and who would go for the difficult question just to see what the the makeup of the players' characters was. It's a fucking maniac. <laughs> <laughs> He's. Um, mean, it was when he started picking it on Twister. It all started. <laughs> but also um, Sheffield United. Uh, David Weir um, has gone. Obviously, Sheffield United struggling. Um, <laughs> Shame in it, are they? But the thing is that, that they could be in our league next year. <laughs> the, the the problems, the death knell is always there when a new investor comes in. So the new guy came in, didn't he? There was um, they had to sell their best one of their best players as well, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, the, there was invest. The guys bought fifty percent, I think it was for a pound. Um, and loads of fun for transfers the day after the transfer window <laughs> so standard yeah. foreign owner move <laughs> yeah. and he's he's probably got quite a say in the club now and uh, it, it, it doesn't bode well for Sheffield United I don't think um, so yeah two casualties and uh, we weren't too far away from possibly getting a casualty in the Premier League uh, at Swansea 
in Cardiff. Mackay this don't, week. Don't get them oh, mixed fuck. up. Oh, Colin. Oh, staying in, Colin. You're going to get all the hate oh, for this. Oh. It's because I've written You've it down on a piece of paper. I'll <laughs> <laughs> burn oh, that piece okay. of paper. Get rid of that Get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Burn it. Burn it. Cardiff. So I'll start that again then. No, it's no. staying in. Just no. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. I refuse to not start it again, Colin. And, and I then, just give up now, Colin. You're not going to win this. <laughs> if Russell <laughs> keeps going, he's going to have to really edit it well. I think I've got the story now, Colin. So uh, I know what club it is. So if you want to <laughs> take a back seat for the rest of this. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. Well, it appears that the uh, owner, I think Vincent Tan is, is his name at Cardiff City, has, uh, has uh, axed Malky Mackay's right-hand man, who uh, he followed him from Watford when he left, and replaced him with uh, his uh, son's mate, whose uh, only previous experience was uh, painting some walls during the summer <laughs> as the head of recruitment. <laughs> to clear that up, that's... Um, that when when Greg says that's his um his experience that's his football experience because the yeah. walls were in the stadium. <laughs> this is a ludicrous story. And now it is also uh, gone down think... favourite as next manager to go, which is I think understandable. Yeah, you went from twenty five to one to like odds on overnight. It. I mean. It... Greg, you're absolutely right. It's absolutely true, exactly what you say. I mean, what's happened is is that um, Ian Moody, who was the uh, head of recruitment, who's done so much work with Malcolm Mackay, um, got so many good players in for him, he was suspended originally. Uh, The lawyers got involved and decided, actually, it's it's illegal for us to suspend him. He's Uh, touched this up. So they've sent him on (laughs) gardening leave. Uh, for the rest of the season, then his contract ends at the end of the season, um, and also he's very friendly with with Malcolm McKay. Um, there were suggestions that there was pressure put on from Vincent Tan on Malcolm McKay to resign, which of course Malcolm McKay is never going to do. You know, if 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 this nutcase and he is a nutcase, remember he's changed the strip from blue to red. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also he wanted to make them uh, Cardiff Dragons. You know, that, that one didn't go through. If he wants to get rid of Malcolm McKay, fine, fill your boots, but you're going to have to pay him off. Um, and so Malcolm McKay is staying in there, but I, I don't know for how long he's going to stay there now. The problem um, is, money is a worry for these idiots that are running. No. Oh. So, apart from our ones, they money. <laughs> Hasn't the other issue been that the, um, the players were starting to get unhappy with the owner just turning up in the dressing room? Yeah. At sort of like half-time and full-time. And... Um, Malachi decided to side with the players on that one. It's fair enough. Uh, you're right, Adam. And also what happened is, uh, obviously, Cardiff got promotion. And uh, with promotion, there's obviously a lot of bonus-related fees that have to be paid to players. Vincent Tan said, well, you're not having those. Um, <laughs> so Just, I don't care about what's written down under your contract. <laughs> so, so in the end, they came to a sort of compromise. Uh, so they got less than what they should have, um, but they thought it was obviously better to take something rather than nothing. Um, so, yeah, Malcolm McKay in a little bit of limbo there. I I seem to remember I predict him as the first manager to get 
to get sacked in the Premier League last season yeah, because I must have forgot about Tacanio, but he's five to four currently. Yeah, Tacanio messed that one up for me, but only because Vincent Tan is is a bit of a lunatic. But the thing is, this guy has piled money into Cardiff, and they they would be nowhere without his money. Um, I think they're fifty million pounds in debt, um, and he's the guy who's keeping them afloat. He's not piled enough money in most kinds of things. Uh, Gus Poyer was appointed Sunderland boss this week. Uh, you, they've basically Sunderland have replaced one erratic foreigner <laughs> with a slightly less erratic foreigner. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he. I don't think Poyet's all that he's cracked up to be. I mean, he. It's like, I like that they've gone with um. They've gone. Well, Italians are known for being quite, <laughs> quite fiery and um, impulsive. What? South Americans are normally quite level-headed. Yeah, they've got no history in the Premier League of biting people or anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the thing is, is going to last the season. Yeah. yeah. You think? Yeah, they're going to get relegated. Okay. And and he he will be a good manager for them in the Championship, and I think that's in the back of their mind as well. Surely not. Planned. I, no, no, he couldn't I, get out the Championship, and he spent. A lot of money at Brighton. Yeah. Wages, etc. So, well, oh, I don't know about Poyet. Time will tell. Yet another error on my part. I predicted Hull to go down, Palace to go down, and Stoke to go down. I'll tell you now, Sunderland are definitely going down. Not a chance. One point from seven games, is it? I don't think they've got the players. I don't think they've got... They've got a manager who's never managed in the Premier League. Um, he, he wasn't all that great, despite being heavily backed in the Championship. Um, he's and we've seen the experience of this Ross from when he's mm. played Leeds before he, the guy gets emotional and I think it's a bit of a, a frailty in his makeup um, yeah. so this guy was almost in tears after he got beaten by I think it was a Neil Warnock Leeds side wrongly but uh, hey sometimes you don't win but and, and he just couldn't believe it and, and I think that might Neither could I. <laughs> that might come to haunt him a bit in the Premier League because I think other managers might be able to... Uh, yeah, Jose's going to love this, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Get the mind games going. Yeah, I don't think... Mm. I don't think the, 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 the advantage he's got is you don't need that again. This Sunderland team no. is so <laughs> no. bad. Yeah, you could play the uh, Chelsea youth team and probably beat them quite comfortably. Uh, it looks like... Um, Nigel Clough is going to be the new Sheffield United manager. Mm. Really? Yeah, I don't know why he's going to take that job, to be honest. He's 1-10 one, one to 10 at the minute. So that's pretty much confirmed, I'd imagine. I, ooh, I, 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 if I was him, I wouldn't touch that with a barge pole. No. I'll tell you what they need, Michael Appleton. <laughs> he's 33-1, to one, but he's 33-1 to one for literally every single job that's on Skybird. <laughs> They're <laughs> <laughs> not having their fingers burnt again. <laughs> no, just just one from me, Ross. Um, it's sort of slightly going back to England a little bit, but um, it's about the in relation to the FA Commission that Greg Dyke has put together to to sort out the future of England. Yes, you know, in order to get us to win the 2022 World Cup, which we're going to definitely win. Well, what, what you do, here's what you do, Colin. You yep. promise something. Yeah. You then get a whole load of sacrificial lambs, and you just put them in front of you. Um, <laughs> so if ever were to go wrong, you just blame it on the commission. Fountain of knowledge, Joey Barton has said that the recently unveiled FA Commission will not help England. 
This was Joe Button was speaking at the Leadership in Football conference. Yeah. Why were they having some like a championship <laughs> player speaking at a Leadership in Football? He'd be in prison if it wasn't for football. Yeah. He's nearly he's nearly in prison despite football. <laughs> Button's yeah. comment was, um, "How long do we have to talk about how bad this is? I mean, this commission thing. What's the point?" Hmm. Well, well, Gary Lineker said, "Well, it's just it's no surprise to put Glenn Hoddle out there first of all." He says because he says that whole commission are pointless. That was his words, pointless. Um, I mean, I'll go through the list, right, so you can see what you think, and, and tell me if any of these aren't aren't your typical blazers. This is for the future of English football. Yes, these guys are going to sort it out. Okay, so you have. First of all, you're going to have Greg Dyke on there, the FA chairman. You've also got his vice chairman, Roger Burden. Okay, that's fine. They come from TV, haven't they? Jobs in TV. Yeah. But yeah. Where, do you, where do you watch your football, Ross? Uh, good point. Sky Sports. Yeah, and Greg Dyke was the guy who sort of helped to sort of set up the Premier League and then, really per- then berated it. it recently as well. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, you've got former England boss, Glenn Hoddle. Now... He's not my cup of tea, but there are some people out there who do think he's good. So, okay. Slightly controversial personal opinions. Well, he's yep. just, he's, no, but his, his opinions on football are just backwards as well, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, spent, I spent an hour listening to him talk on a podcast with other people where all he talked about was Lily Shaw. And we need to do that. We need to go back to the Lily Shaw method. We need to go back to the Lily Shaw method. Uh, oh, well, forget well. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golden generation. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Maybe he did something wrong in a previous life. <laughs> I, I remember listening to, uh, there was a show, on, I think it's still going on Talk Sport, with Danny Kelly called uh, My Sporting Life. Oh, yeah. And it was like an hour-long conversation with uh, Glenn Hoddle. And he struck me as a dangerous man. He, he struck me <laughs> as, as only being a couple of pills away from going out there and on carnage. You know, just going out on the streets of London just... I don't know. He, he just struck me as a very odd man. Um, well, I'm sure that's not liable in any way, so we'll keep that in. It's fine. Right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> this one's safe. Uh, former Leeds manager and FA technical director, Howard Wilkinson. Uh, yeah, former Leeds manager in, what, 92? Which was the last time? Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Hasn't he been England manager a couple of times? Like, um, I think uh, he did it for one match. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we lost, didn't we? One nil to Finland or Iceland or something. <laughs> He's one of the reasons that we're in this problem. <laughs> Don't appoint him. He was Sunderland boss for a terrible reign as well. Also, though, we've got uh, ex-England defender who only got in there because Gary Neville was injured. Danny Mills. That's an odd one, Danny, isn't it? I have a problem. I don't have a problem with that because I've heard heard Danny Mills talk a little bit about football, and I think he's quite articulate and has things to say. Oh. Maybe he's there for the catering, so he did quite well on MasterChef. Danny Mills, right? This is this is the Danny Mills who was playing for Manchester City while Leeds were bust, bankrupt, going under, and he was getting paid by Leeds United to play for Manchester City. Meanwhile, when they went into the Championship, he was still getting his hundreds of thousands off Leeds United, and then he's got the temerity to say, "Oh, he's, he's a Leeds fan and, and all this good stuff." I remember as well when going back a few years, there was a f- the fuel crisis when everybody was panic buying. And and it was it was on Twitter. He was there in his four by four, filling up on the forecourt, his four by four, panic buying, and and I was thinking, yeah, arsehole. <laughs> I thought that I thought you were going to tell me that he 
had, he had loads of jerry cans and was selling them on his front lawn, <laughs> front lawn really expensively, and that's why you were so annoyed. <laughs> I think Danny Mills, in like 10, 20 years' time, will become Alan Green in, wow. in the way he says things on Five Live. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. But uh, Who else is on this commission? Football League chairman Greg Clark. Well, he's an idiot. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Uh, new PFA chairman and Chesterfield player, Richie Humphreys. Fair enough, I quite like Richie Humphreys. That's okay, not, that's a sensible one. Mm. Uh, and crew director of football, Dario Grady. At least that's the most sensible one. It is. Now. That should have been done 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, when he started bringing all his good players for yeah. a crew. <laughs> Completely agree. In 2022, when we win the World Cup, he's going to be 81. <laughs> if he's still alive. So... Now, there's two more spots on there. Two more spots available, so they can bail why themselves is, out. Why is that? Why is there two more spots? No one else wanted it. No, 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 but I don't... I mean, why impose that self upon you? You've made this, this committee. It can be as big or as little as you want. <laughs> it sounds to me like you've got a, a room at Wembley that's got 10 seats in it. And you've gone, well... They've, they've ordered 10 committee hoodies, and they don't want to go to the way. May as well use all of these. You can't buy a sandwich platter of just eight sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I, I've got, I can imagine the scenes in my head of what's happening or what's going to happen with that group as it currently stands. I can imagine Glenn Hoddle going to the cupboard saying, it's all right, guys, I know what to do. And he goes into the cupboard that says, use only in case of emergency. And he gets out, <laughs> and he gets out the FA Ouija board. And, and there you have Danny Mills, Howard Wilkinson and Greg Dyke holding hands as the, as they try to seek guidance from the ghost of Sir Ralph Ramsey. Um, <laughs> what a picture you paint, Colin. I mean, it, it it needs something to bump it up a little bit. I mean, who who would you put in in your two? Are there any ideas? Uh, Neil Warnock, <laughs> Michael Appleton, Tony Pulis. So, I assume no. I assume if you've got Neil Warnock, then you have to have Paddy Kenny as the second one, Ross. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'll take that as well. Yeah, maybe get a good goalkeeper in at Leeds as well. There you go. That's my two: Paddy Kenny and Neil Warnock. I derive the sell. I think he was an average player that we saw the best of underneath in an England shirt, and we've got a lot of the average players who we need to see the best of in an England shirt. It's <laughs> very good. And point, then, and then, and then, Sven. Yes. Yes. I feel Sven. like people aren't taking you seriously, Colin. <laughs> I mean, from my point of view, guys, I think there's a, some huge omissions there. I mean, one of the guys I always... Just... No. <laughs> in Aren't terms of... No. In terms of sort of people I respect in football who I think have done a good job, who know football inside out, there's, there's, there's no one there like a David Dean. Um, there's, no Premier... there's no Premier League representatives. They turned um... it down. Did they? Yes, yeah. they did, yeah. Um, you've got no representation from the government. Now, I'm not saying you should have a, an MP on there for the sake of it, but you've had MPs in the past like Tony Banks who are into their football, who's no longer with us. But more recently, um, if you remember Andy Burnham, who sort of fought for the Hillsborough families, he's very football orientated. It'd be great to have someone like that on the board, I thought. Um, where's Trevor I think Brooking? you should, I think you should ask, what's, what's Prince William doing that's so important? <laughs> Yeah. He's the patron of the FA. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's time he gave something back. And and there's no representation from any club anywhere of 
from a from a, a youth team perspective. So there's no youth team managers, academy managers. You haven't even got uh, Roy Hodgson on there or Gareth Southgate or Gary I think Neville. Southgate would be a sensible appointment because exactly. Yeah, it's come on. How how much hard work is the <laughs> is the under twenty ones job seriously? They yeah. can't go to a couple of com- committee meetings. Southgate and uh, Appleton. That's the two it should be under. Well, just just um, one point. I saw Gary Lineker was when talking about it again on Twitter was saying that um, that, that people like I think I forget who he listened. How Gary Neville? I think it was Gary Neville, John Barnes, and Chris Waddle. Their international experience should be utilised, and they should be on this committee. Now, it really annoys me when they seem to think that these these are all very good players, but his mates. Why does that mean that they're going to be any good? Just because they just because they played football doesn't mean that they have any sort of ability to to take that insight or have anything any sort of knowledge of administration or or anything like that at all. Look at look at what they're like as pundits. They apart from Gary Neville, who's good, John Barnes couldn't even keep the job on Channel 5. <laughs> no one's even watching him on Channel 5, so how do you manage that? <laughs> and as far as I'm aware, without really listening to him, isn't Chris Waddle considered a bit of a joke on Radio 5? Penalties. That's all you need to know about Chris Waddle. You can't say the word penalty. You mean, and that's going to come up in the, the committee as well when they talk about penalty shootouts. Exactly. So, Penalty shootouts. And just to get back as well, just a sort of a final point. Um, they're obviously looking at sort of putting a system in place that allows more England youth to sort of develop and make it to the England team. I'm not being funny, but we've not done that bad so far when you think of the youth that we've got in the England team already. I mean, I'm thinking, all right, you've got your wise heads already and they're going to be going out of fashion, your Lampards, your Gerrards, great. But they're still useful, keep using them. But you've got Jack Wilshire, he's under 21. You've got Oxlade Chamberlain, um... Andros Townsend has appeared on the scene, Phil Jones, Chris Smallin, um, Cal Walker, and, and you've got like now a new wave of players like Ross Barkley, Ravel Morrison is starting to kick into gear. That's not and, and you know, you've got the likes of Sturridge and Welbeck most recently. That's that's not too bad. No, I complete I completely agree. Also there's a lot of talk about how there's only thirty something odd percent of players in the Premier League are English and this and that. Does it doesn't matter how good the the hundred thousand English player is? You're only really as long as the eleven are good. Mm, exactly. Right. Yeah. If if three of them are as good as Paul Gascoigne, then it doesn't matter, does it? Okay. Well, let's move on. Let's do some betting corner because we're running quite long. Considering there's nothing to talk about this week. Um. So nobody won last week. Did anyone lose by one game? Yeah. Excellent, keeping that run. I lost by one game, but my bet only involved one game. Does that oh. still count? Yeah, count it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, me no, too. Yeah, I thought I thought Colin, you must have won. What let you down? Portugal. Portugal. Um, in the eighty-fifth, <laughs> I went to Portugal to win in the eighty-fifth minute. I think it was Israel equalised, so it ended one-one. Yeah, the bet on Portugal. They are, the, they are the Liverpool of international football. <laughs> I went on Col- for Colum- Colombia to beat Chile, let me down. They were 3-0 down at half-time. They managed to pull it back to 3 all just to give me that bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the hope that kills you, Adam, as well. <laughs> How did my taste of Yorkshire get on, Colin? Thanks for that, by the way. I have no idea, but it, oh, it must have failed. Sheffield United lost. Rotherham lost. Bradford lost. Yeah. Excellent, thanks. I lost by three then. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so this week, um, the standings are currently great. You're minus 10 now. James, minus 17. Colin, minus 31. I'm minus 50. Tom is minus 63. And Adam, you've broken the triple-digit barrier. You're on minus 100. So let's start with that. Adam, what have you got this week? I've gone for Switzerland to beat Slovenia, um, France to beat Finland, Belgium to beat Wales, England to beat Poland, and Croatia to beat Scotland. And my £10 returns £82.35. Yeah, mine's just a simple one-off bet. And it's um, in the England versus Poland game. It's Poland to win or draw, and £10 will return £43. Excellent, thank you. I've gone for um, Belgium, England, Spain, France, Montenegro and Reading. Uh, in an accumulator, uh, £10 returns £40. Yeah, I'm, I'm simplifying it because uh, I've been hurt so many times by one just not coming in. <laughs> so it's not a big return, but uh, I've gone to La Liga. I've gone for Barcelona to beat Osasuna. Uh, in the Scottish League 1, I've gone for Rangers to beat Brecon. And Scottish League 2, I've gone for East Stirling to beat Queen's Park. £10 returns £25. Excellent, thank you. Uh, may we be seeing a return of the Scottish Exchange this week at all? I think so, certainly, with, uh, with the Rangers bet at least. OK, excellent. Um, James, in second place, what have you gone for? Uh, I'm just going to do what I did last week. So England to draw. Uh, £10 returns £55. Seems to be quite a good, uh, good little... Jinx last time, so <laughs> you're making them win by betting on them. They win by three goals. And <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And Greg, our leader, what have you got? All right, I've gone for a four game accumulator. I've got Germany to win away at Sweden. I've got Holland double chance at Turkey, so I only need them to win or draw. Italy to beat Armenia at home and Russia to win away at Azerbaijan. £10 returns £43.78. Thank you very much. Azerbaijan's That's... a tough away trip. <laughs> but no one knows where it they is. Used to ha- they used to own <laughs> Azerbaijan, didn't they? Probably. I think that's going to play a part in this one. It's the quiz that's bigger than Andros Townsend's England debut winning forehead. It's Ballers. Football's biggest conversation. Welcomes football's biggest quiz. It's Ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown. In the Super Showdown, the man of the post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say ballers. It's showtime. Let's play ballers. Okay, so uh, here we are with ballers yet again this week. Uh, we're going to go straight into the rapid fire questions round. With producer Ross back this week, um, I now have my beautiful assistant back, which is great, which means I've, I've got less work to do. So um, <laughs> the man with the stopwatch is back. Uh, Hello. Ross, do, do we have three minutes on the clock for the team? We do indeed. And the team are going to score five points for every correct answer they have. Uh, they get correct. And you've done the questions this week, so they can shut their moaning as well. As long as there's no question about Ludek McCloskey. <laughs> I'm putting one of them in next week. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm really glad that we had to, uh, I could use that excuse that the questions were too hard. <laughs> Yours are all multiple choice today, James. Yes, 50 50s. <laughs> 
I can tell you that we're going to go through in alphabetical order. So we're going to start with you, Adam. Uh, the time will start when I've asked the first question. Uh, so it's going to be Adam, Greg, James, then Tom. Okay, guys. Just so you know, the first question, Adam, may be one of mine from last week. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. You should get this. It's a Spanish-based question. This is your, this is your wheelhouse this is in. Okay, so if we're all ready, let's play ballers. So, Adam, here we go. Who was the only non-Spanish Barcelona player at the Euro 2012 finals? Jesus. <laughs> this shouldn't be that difficult. Um, He's Dutch. Uh, um, I? Yes, correct. Yeah, Barcelona also had seven players in the Spanish squad. Greg. Who is currently the Premier League's top goal scorer? Um, Daniel Sturridge. Correct. James, with Christmas just around the corner, you'll be pleased to know that you can get a 300-piece jigsaw of Manchester United's ex-finance director, Nick Humby, on Amazon. But how much would it cost? £5, £10 or £15? £15. It is £15. Tom... Who is Portsmouth's all-time top Premier League goal scorer? Oh, Premier League. Um, uh, Lua Lua. Oh. No, it's it's Yakubu with twenty-eight I goals. I knew top three. Adam, who was the first Scottish Premier League team to achieve a hundred points in a season? Celtic or Rangers? Uh, Rangers. No, it was Celtic in 2001-2002. They got 103 points. Greg, which team tops the Premier League all-time yellow card list? Chelsea or Everton? Uh, Chelsea. It is Chelsea. They've got 1,244. James, Steven Gerrard secured his 106th England cap against Montenegro. This puts him level on caps with another England great. But who? It's not my choice. Um... (laughs) Beckham? Kevin Keegan or uh, Bobby Charlton? Keegan. No, it's the Bobby Charlton. Oh, no. <laughs> Tom, what is the all-time Premier League red card total? Is it 1,000, 1,276, 1,332 or 1,333? Uh, the, the third one. No, it's 1,276. It was the second one. Adam, not including penalty shootouts... How many goals have been scored in the last three World Cup finals? Is it four, five, six, or seven? Um, does extra time count? Yes. Five. Correct. Greg, what percentage chance this week did Glenn Hoddle say that Spain had of winning the World Cup in 2014? <laughs> did he give Spain a 20% chance, a 35% chance, or a 50% chance? 20% chance. That was a 35% chance. James. Yes. Which country has the most combined European Cup slash Champions League wins? Is it England, Italy or Spain? So who has won the... Uh, which country has had the most European Cups or Champions League uh, trophies? England, Italy or Spain? Come on, James. Italy? <laughs> It's Spain. Spain have got 13. 
Italy Italy 12. Won it nine times on their own. <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, Spain thirteen times, Italy twelve times. Not England, that far off, was it? Eleven times. <laughs> no, it was like two points between all of them. Uh, so you answered um, eleven questions. So we just had enough, Colin. And of those eleven, you got five right. So you got twenty-five points to play with. Okay, so congratulations, guys. We now move into the Super Showdown. And the Super Showdown question relates to the England versus Montenegro game. The 11 players who started for England against Montenegro were Joe Hart, Carl Walker, Leighton Baines, Stephen Gerrard, Gary Cahill, Phil Jagielka, Andros Townsend, Frank Lampard, Daniel Sturridge, Wayne Rooney, and Danny Welbeck. Go on, Colin. Now, what I would like you guys to do is to work together as a team to calculate the total number of England caps those 11 players have. Your 90 seconds start now. Oh, dear. <laughs> right, so... Townsend's got one. Yep. Lampard, <laughs> is Lampard 102, 101? 101, I think. And Gerrard's 106. Yeah. You're doing well so far. Um, um, yeah. Joe, Joe Hart. Joe Hart's going to have, what, 30, maybe 40? 30, I'd say. Um, 30? I think Wayne has probably got about 80. Because I think he, yeah. he's... Um, he's maybe always... slight, yeah, maybe slightly... Yeah, 80 sounds good. Mm. So, right. Um... Walker. He can't have many. Less, less than 10, I'd say. You'd be on the right track. Seven. Walker, should we go? <laughs> Seven? <laughs> Baines. How many's Baines got? Mid, mid-teens somewhere. I reckon he's going to have about, yeah, let's say 15? 17. 17? Okay. I think that's maybe generous. I'm, actually, I want to go less. 12. Okay. What about Gary Cahill? He must have about the same. Maybe a bit more. 20? Yeah. I think I think Jackie Elko probably has about 15, 20 as well. 15. 20 seconds left. Jackie, what, 20 for Cahill? Need to start adding these up, guys. Um, I'm doing it. Sturridge can't have that many. Uh, ten. Sturridge has under ten. I can yeah, uh, eight. I reckon. Welbeck, twelve. Higher. Five. Four. Fifteen. Okay. Two. One. Right. We've got four hundred. Let's make. Have we got every player? Hang on, I'm just writing my figure down. <laughs> two, four, three hundred. I got three nine five, so we're quite close. Yeah, I I reckon we go that and lo- lower. How many points have we got to play with? Twenty five. What go up, up, and lower? Go up to four hundred and say lower, Greg. Do what you want. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too far. <laughs> Thanks for playing, guys. Yeah, say lower. <laughs> James is like, I feel like me and Adam are the only ones who really care about this quiz anymore. <laughs> I felt like you had a hand. Well, no, I was, I'm in an R in no. to make it sound like I was. <laughs> I, I say 400 and lower. Yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, you just forced maths in my head at the moment. I just. <laughs> just, um, just... I think lower. I'm, I'm, I, with those figures, I'm saying lower. Because I think we might have given some pairs too many. So just to confirm, guys, you're going to go 400 and lower. I think, I think, yeah, I think Cahill, Jagiel could be the ones who might screw us there. They might have more than we think. Yeah. I okay. Think, yeah. 
I think we've so, gone too many for heart. Okay, so you guys will win if um, the number hits between 375 and 400. I'll go through the guys individually. Okay. Joe Hart, 36 caps. Cal Walker, 9. Leighton Baines has got 20. Okay. As you said correctly, Stevie G has got 106. Gary Cahill, 20. Phil Jagielka, 22. Andros oh, Townsend. Oh, we've got one. Um, Frank Lampard, 101. Uh, Daniel Sturridge has got just seven. Wayne Rooney has got 85. Oh, and, we've made some back there. And <laughs> Danny Welbeck is on 19. Uh, so I can tell you the total is 426 caps. I was I was hoping you were going to go higher. I was hoping wow. you were going to go higher and be one out. Yeah, that would have been great. But um, no, unfortunately, guys, um, the correct answer was four two six. So you don't win this week. So it's a uh, another point for me. Commanding seven four lead you've got now, Colin. It was a valiant effort, Tom. I appreciate your efforts. Yeah, we worked hard there. Good, good uh, team. Well, I'd say team effort. <laughs> Good joint effort. No worries, guys. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I I do uh, do try my hardest. So, thanks to the guys for playing ballers, and we'll see you again. Same time, same place, same podcast next week. You are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at manonthepost, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, so we have another win for Colin and Ballers. That brings an end to this week's podcast. Uh, it's good to be back in the hosting chair, and I'll be back next week as well. I'm sad to have missed my first one in 64 podcasts, but everyone takes a break every now and then. Um, I'd like to publicise a few other podcasts. Uh, Ring the Bell, which is a monthly wrestling pay-per-view review show that I do. Um, uh, what other ones do I do? Ready Player Two, which is a, now a weekly video game show. Uh, this week's episode was the uh, the sexy time episode. There was a little uh, porno skit played out between a couple of the hosts, which was very entertaining and also quite creepy. So have a listen to that. And His and Hers Movie Reviews, which is a weekly um, movie review podcast. Um, anyone got anything else to plug? Yeah, absolutely. Um, time is running out, but it's never too late. Please remember, we're still in the hat for the Football Blogging Awards. Um, yes. We're in there for the best podcast category. So um, if you do like what we do, it would be absolutely tremendous if we could make it to the shortlist for the um, best podcast category. To vote for us, uh, just go to footballbloggingawards.co.uk. All the details are there. You can vote through Facebook, through Twitter, via email. There's also various different websites as well you can vote for us on. Um, so we would really appreciate it um, if you could uh, give us a vote there. Excellent, thank you. And also, if you're going to give us some stuff, why not give us a five-star review over on iTunes? It's the best place to get podcasts from. Um, so that brings an end to this week's podcast. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Tom. Bye. Goodbye from James. Bye. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. And see you from Greg. See you later. <laughs> Uh, and always remember, keep your man on the post. Right, hang on a sec. Um, James, are you you're like headphones I, I, and stuff. I can, hear the, I can hear the echo as well. Yes, I can, can hear it. Well. I was on mute and I could still hear it though. I'm not sure where it's coming from.
Right, everyone, everyone got a mute button and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Right, all right, Greg, you go on mute. All right, I'm going on mute. Okay, is it still echoing? Yeah. Yeah, it is, okay. All right, Greg, come off mute. Okay. James, go on mute. I'm going on now. Okay, is it still echoing? Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's you, James. Uh, Hang on, it might have been there. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's still yeah. echoing. Oh, fuck's sake. I've not heard any. <laughs> I've not heard an echo at all. It's you then. It's, I don't know what, but I'm not doing anything different to to normal. Let me go on mute. All right. Testing, testing. Uh, can't hear. Yes, any, Adam. No, I can't hear any. No, yeah. Anything now. Any echo? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's you, Adam. Um, I think you just have to mute your mic in between when you're not talking. Okay, is it still doing it now then? Um, no, it didn't do it then. No, it stopped now. It stopped. There you go, you fixed it. I haven't done anything, I've literally done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you didn't do, you fixed it. <coughs> oh, Alright, let's carry on. Struggling um, string sentences together. Right. <laughs> That's right, that all, made point. that all made sense anyway. If we hit that thirteenth question, Ross, you go time out. We've run out of time. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. Well, they answered twelve questions last week. Um, Just get on Wikipedia and make a question up. Yeah, I will do actually. I'm reading an article in the football in Tahiti. <laughs> their their Premier League, you get four points for a win, two points for a draw, and one point for a loss. Oh, right. You get a point for turning up. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 logic behind the move. The Tahiti FA director is quoted just to say, uh, "We just don't want anyone to be sad." <laughs> With this system, sounds like the best place in the world. Yeah. With this system, even if a team loses every game, they won't be on zero points at the end of the season. Football, first of all, is joy. That's amazing. Is that no, what I hope really. the FA Commission come up with? Yeah. It breeds positivity in English football. And their, their population's only 180,000, but they've got over 15,000 registered footballers. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's what, like one in, one in 12 of their population is a footballer? <laughs> Not bad. My, my, um, my boss at work, he goes to, to watch England home and away, and he went to um, the San Marino game earlier in the year, and he was telling me when um, I was having a bit of him before we went to the game on Friday that he um, he got a lift. The um, San Marino ground was at the bottom of a hill from right. the hotel, so they walked down. There was no there was buses down, but there wasn't buses taking them back up, so you had to walk up the hill. And um, they're walking up and just trying to thumb a lift. And he managed to get a lift back with the dad and girlfriend, or sister, I can't remember, of the striker of the San Marino team. <laughs> That's claim to fame. <laughs> Massive claim to fame, that. Yeah. <coughs> All right, we've got 15 questions in, Colin, with my one there and that one you've just put there as well. I, I mean, yep. I can just come up with questions if you want. <laughs> Kind of defeats the object ever so slightly. <laughs> I did like you offering to uh, keep track of the points last week, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine offer of... as well. No, I know, <laughs> it was. I know it was. I'm not, I'm not stupid. It's recorded. <laughs> <laughs>
Joe Hart, Kyle Walker, Leighton Baines, Stephen Gerrard, Cahill, Phil Jagielka, Phil Jagielka, <laughs> Jagielka. <laughs> Let me start that again. Cut <laughs> me off when you said. Who gets named wrong? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just call him Jags. Yeah. <laughs> the England team that started against Montenegro on Friday were Joe Hart, Cal Walker, Leighton Baines, Stephen Gerrard, Tim fucking Tim Cahill. Fuck off. Tim Cahill. <laughs> 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 Why am I saying that? I've got it in my head. I can't get him out. <laughs> Next time you're in he's got him for their first name, didn't they, as well? Have the, the image of him in your head, is he doing the celebration where he's punching the golf, <laughs> the corner flag? Or is he pretending that his arms are locked up? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't even get to Jags that time. No. Let's <laughs> get to Townsend. Andros Townsend. Andy or Andros? Paul Hart, Des Walker, <laughs> Andy Townsend, Dean Sturridge. <laughs> Only Jackie Elker, I think you're going to struggle with on this one. Hey, I, I played um, Championship Manager 102 earlier, and there was a Stephen Jackie Elker. <laughs> yeah. Don't put more names in my head. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Take three. Paul Gerrard. <laughs> Anthony Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> right, ready, ready, ready. Southgate dreamed it would beat them all You don't really play the long ball, do you? It goes like this The full pitch with Downing's cross And Boateng's flick The baffled keeper Can't stop Mapiduka Even though it all 